Welcome to the Growth Cap Podcast, where we chat with CEOs, investors, and other key industry leaders to uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. I'm your host, RJ Lumba. In this episode, we chat with Bill Baruti, the CEO of Plex Systems. Adaptability has long been a feature of thriving businesses and industries. Add in the impact of a global pandemic, and now companies are being forced to adapt in ways they never imagined. Enter Plex Systems, a company that has not only been able to meet the changing demands of its own market, but has also provided solutions that have helped its customers to do the same. CEO Bill Baruti chats with us about how Plex's solutions use inventory, human capital, and process flow information, along with analytics and automation, to address inefficiencies in the manufacturing industry. Plex Systems offers a cloud-based, single-instance, multi-tenant solution to manufacturing companies. The company boasts success stories across manufacturing verticals, and the results speak for themselves, as their customers turn their inventories two and a half times faster, have a significantly lower cost of quality, and have between 15 and 25% more productive output than their competitors. Bill also speaks to the ways in which Plex's diverse customers have been able to use the company's systems to facilitate changes in response to COVID-19, such as a shift to producing PPE or enabling employees to work remotely. Throughout his career, Bill has worked to help companies navigate complex transitions. He shares with us how he used this experience to help Plex position itself to meet the increasing demand for smart, cloud-based manufacturing solutions. In a market where many large manufacturers are accustomed to building solutions themselves, Bill's observations highlight the importance of adaptability and efficiency in the manufacturing environment and demonstrate how Plex has used this model to maintain an 11-year track record of double-digit organic growth. We hope you enjoy the show. So thanks, Bill, for taking the time to chat with us. Very excited to kick off here. Perhaps for our audience who may not be as familiar with you or Plex, perhaps you could give us a little bit of background um, and you can choose whichever order to go in. Okay, great. Thanks, RJ. Nice to uh, be with you today as well. Uh, My name is Bill Baruti, and I'm currently the Chief Executive Officer of Plex Systems. I've been in the enterprise software space for most of my career. Uh, In the early part of my career, I was in uh, in the manufacturing and uh, technology space with a company called Wallace Computer Services, which ultimately got rolled up through a series of acquisitions to R.R. Donnelly. I then spent a long stint at PTC, formerly Parametric Technology, a company in the computer-aided design, service lifecycle management, product lifecycle management, and IoT space. I then spent a bit of time in my first private venture with Bain Capital as the backers of taking BMC software private. So in 2013, it was the largest take private of a public software company. And my first uh, move from public companies to private companies and uh, was there for about five years with the successful exit to uh, KKR. And then I've been with Plex Systems for about two years as the chief executive officer. Plex is a global smart manufacturing cloud platform, and we provide solutions exclusively to manufacturing companies that operate around the world. We do so with smart manufacturing technology, and again, it's a cloud-based, single-instance, multi-tenant solution that allows manufacturers to drive incredible amounts of operating efficiencies by connecting 
the data that comes off of shop floors with inventory information, human capital information, process flow and demand flow information. And by bringing all that together in the cloud and having the ability to do analytics and automated activities, we have some incredible performance metrics for our customers. And let me just give you a few. Our customers on average, when you compare them to their peer average competitors using the APQC data, they turn their inventory two and a half times faster. They have a significantly lower total cost of quality. They get more productive output or OEE between 15 and 25%. So out of the same plant equipment, our customers get 15 to 25% more productive output. All of this obviously leads to a streamlined P&L, improved quality, and significant competitive advantage. And we think it's a really exciting time to be in the space, RJ, because as you can imagine, you know, the idea of, of smart manufacturing is one that's that's been a hot subject for a long time. But but really interestingly, COVID has only accelerated the realization uh, of, of the need for smart manufacturing solutions. Speaking of, you know, manufacturing and, and how, you know, technology, infusing technology into operations has been kind of a hot area for some time. It, I think I saw that Plex System has, has actually been around for quite some time. Maybe if you could share with us kind of the the history of kind of how the, the organization evolved, I think it could be interesting for, for a lot of software CEOs out there who've been kind of gradually building their businesses and then hit eventually hit an inflection point. Yeah, and and you know the company has had a rich history. It's we've actually had a, a single instance multi-tenant cloud solution for 20 years. So we were in the early days of, of of cloud, you know, similar to the time frame, for instance, when Salesforce got started. But we began uh, with a set of entrepreneurs that came out of a manufacturing environment who realized that there was just a tremendous amount of inefficiency in the manufacturing operation on the shop floor, largely because, and believe it or not, this is still the case today. Most manufacturers run their operations on paper, on spreadsheets, on legacy and homegrown solutions that date back to the, the mainframe and the AS400. And so there's a tremendous amount of inefficiency opportunity as highlighted by the metrics I mentioned earlier. Additionally, there was a realization that the smarter and smarter the machines got on the shop floor, you know, machines that have PLCs on them, controllers that spit off production data, sensors that are measuring speed, temperature, vibration, et cetera, that all of that data needed to be put into context. You know, measuring an individual element of data, you know, the machine's too hot, the line is down, we made this many, that's interesting, but it doesn't tell you much until you put it into the context of a production schedule, inventory information, the shift it was on, the supplier of the parts, et cetera. So our early founders realized this problem and started a company that, because they came out of kind of a mid-sized to smaller manufacturer, solved this problem pretty holistically for mid and small size companies. And, and so the company did really well through a couple of rounds of private equity investing, grew double digits throughout its history. And, uh, you know, to the point today when we're, we're north of 150 million in revenue and have had an 11 year track record of double digit organic growth uh, while being cash flow and EBITDA positive. Now, what, what's interesting to your inflection point question or, or topic is that in the last few years, what's happened is that there's been this realization by larger manufacturers that they need these kinds of solutions and that building everything themselves as they had for many, many years didn't make sense. And certainly they can't do that in the context of the cloud. And and while manufacturers are great investors in technology, to be truthful, they do tend to be laggards. And so their adoption of cloud technology really hadn't 
hit an inflection point until the last few years. And, and again, I'm specifically stating kind of larger manufacturers who, you know, had, had been used to really building things on their own. As they've come towards the cloud, that's been an inflection point for us. So the convergence of adoption of the cloud, the explosion of sensors and smart machines in factories, and Plex's unique position to bring all that together in a complete smart manufacturing, uh, manufacturing execution system on the shop floor has put us in a really unique position. So all of a sudden, we're moving up market really rapidly. We're dealing with global multi-billion dollar corporations, and we're helping them bring all these part pieces of data and process together to derive those, those incredible metrics I mentioned earlier. You know, when one thinks of manufacturing, one thinks to kind of traditional old economy companies. But what's interesting to note is just the sheer number of manufacturing operations there are in the U.S. And, and globally. And it seems you started off or the company started off with a focus on small and midsize and has moved up to the large scale manufacturers. But curious, you know, what is, can you give us a sense of the diversity of the types of manufacturers that you cater to? Yeah, sure. Of course. So we, we deal with a lot of folks in the automotive business in the supply chain in particular, you know, names that you might know, like uh, Accuride, for instance, that's a, the largest manufacturer of over the road trucking wheels and a lot of uh, automobile wheels as well. And they use us in a global operation that spans tens of plants around the world. And again, they've realized the kind of metrics that we referred to earlier. But then we have companies in many, many different verticals. For instance, a more uh, more interesting story recently is Old Thompson. They're out on the West Coast. They're a, they're a manufacturer of spices. And just to tell a quick story, you know, when, when COVID hit, one of the things that I'm sure your listeners are aware of is that supply chains were roiled around the world as countries shut down and exports shut down and manufacturing facilities were shut down. And there was suddenly a run on spices around the world. And because Old Thompson uses our solution not only around the world to manufacture spices, but also allows their suppliers to use our solution. And because it's SaaS-based, that's really easy to do. They were able to see the rolling availability, shutdown and opening up of spice production around the world. And in fact, we're able to corner the market on some pretty critical spices, which allowed them to grow their revenue during this crisis by 60% and to take three big box manufacturing competitor customers away from their competitors because they had cornered the market on, on spices through the use of our, our cloud-based uh, technology. And then, you know, you think of uh, other folks like uh, Georgia Pacific, who is implementing our technology and is live and in production, a brand new division that's grown like crazy, making recyclable envelopes for Amazon, because Amazon, in particular, that plastic bubble envelope that you get from Amazon, I don't know about you, I get a MarJ in front of my house almost every day, and it's not recyclable. And so Amazon commissioned a Georgia Pacific to make these uh, incredible recyclable envelopes that are just as safe to protect the things coming to your home. And then finally, I'll just tell you one more uh, kind of interesting news story. Beyond Meat's another customer of ours. And you know, you know, you think about people that are breaking through and really redefining markets. Well, one of the biggest challenges for Beyond Meat is, is managing their supply chain because they've created an overwhelming amount of demand for pea protein because at the, at the cornerstone of, of alternative meats is, is a protein other than that, which comes from an animal. And, and in the case of most of the, the new meats that we're enjoying, you know, the, these alternative meats, they come from a pea protein. And so it was critical for Beyond Meat in order to grow and scale their business at the incredible rates that they be able to have visibility into their supply chain 
to understand the ability to meet demand with respect to pea protein. So we really run the gamut from food, beverage, industrial, packaging, automotive, aerospace, and, and so on. You know, it's interesting that you came in about uh, two years ago, and uh, you know, I can you know see why, given your kind of background, why they'd they'd want you kind of at the helm at this important time in the the company's history. But would be great to hear about kind of those prior experiences, particularly it seems like at at BMC. But you probably started kind of evolving how you you know, lead organizations during your time at, at PTC, but we'd love to get your kind of thoughts around, you know, leadership and, you know, what you gained through those prior years that has then equipped you to lead effectively uh, at Plex Systems. You know, Roger, great question. And there's a lot that you can say about leadership, but I'll, I'll try to focus it in on a couple of things. You know, one is the, the ability and the, and the willingness to change and, and to adapt to change and then to be able to maintain a team's focus and alignment through change. And, and I'll, I'll give you a couple examples and then I'll, I'll come to Plex. You know, at, at PTC, uh, which is just an incredible story and uh, remains just a fantastic company run by my old friend, Jim Heppelman, went through a change from a CAD company to a CAD company plus product lifecycle management, plus service lifecycle management, plus IoT. And as we moved through those different changes, you know, we had to be willing to make tough decisions about where to move spend from one place to another and and where to realign the organization's focus without distracting it too much. But it was the combination of the willingness to change and then the ability to manage an organization through that change while maintaining the focus on the right things. That, that was really something that taught me quite a bit. And I took that with me when we went to BMC because BMC was a fantastic company and, and, and is today an incredible company. But when Bain Capital and Golden Gate took it private, it was in the midst of a lot of market disruption. Great company, but tons of disruption going on around it by way of the cloud and emerging competitors and so forth. And so when we took the company private, we said, hey, we're going to take advantage of this opportunity to be private. We're going to focus on a few big bets that are going to really materialize our ability to grow and grow more profitably. And that kind of willingness to drive change and and willingness to not be afraid to go make the tough decisions and then get the organization line behind it is what led us to a great outcome at BMC for our investors as well. And and so I brought that to Plex. You know, Plex is already a great company. I mean, again, growing double digits organically 11 years in a row, EBITDA and cash flow positive, incredible NPS and customer sat rates. I mean, this is a company that has a lot to be proud of. But as we hit the inflection point of aggressive adoption of the cloud by manufacturers, incredible demand for smart manufacturing solutions, and the opportunity to continue to move up market and to diversify globally and across verticals, we've got to make those same decisions. You know, we've got to focus on the right things, be willing to, to make some tough choices and so forth. And a part of that journey for me is, is, is having brought in a bunch of new talent at Plex. Again, great company, but we're hitting that next level. So we've got a new head of sales, a new chief marketing officer, a new head of product management, a new head of corporate development, a new head of services and support. And they're bringing all of those scaling uh, capabilities with them to, to the party. You know, back to, to COVID, it seems like you, you have been able to help companies actually during this time, your clients that have been able to leverage kind of the, the technology that, that you provide. Any other kind of aspects to the business of, of Plex Systems, your operations, you know, that were impacted either positively or negatively uh, by the pandemic? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would say first, let me just tell you a few more customer stories. I mentioned the old Thompson story with supply okay. chain ability. We had dozens of customers that quickly pivoted their manufacturing operation to making PPE, for instance, face masks, respirator uh, parts and assemblies, uh, hand sanitizer, companies like Soralis Rum, which is Don Q Rum, and, and Drinkworks, which makes an at-home cocktail machine. They were quickly able to start making hand sanitizer. So the power of smart manufacturing technology is incredible at any time because it, it allows you to pivot and be agile, which is always important for any company and particularly manufacturers. But in the case of COVID, it, it allowed them to do that quickly. And we're really proud of, of those stories. And then, you know, many of our customers commented on the fact that it was incredible how they were allowed to move, they were able to move all their non-essential uh, workers home and still see everything that was going on in the plant. And that's interesting because many of our customers that have us in most of their plants, but not all of them, you know, they're on a journey of implementation. Those plants that weren't on our technology, weren't on a cloud-based platform, they couldn't send their workers home. They couldn't get access into the on-prem solutions. They had VPN problems, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas the customers of ours were able to move home and work from a, an iPhone, a, a tablet, a PC, et cetera. And it was seamless. And in fact, Many of them are saying, hey, you know what? Okay, we've got to have essential workers in the plant that need to be engaged in the manufacturing, but anybody that's not, maybe they don't ever need to come back. So that that's really powerful. And then the final point I would make is we're seeing incredible upticks in top of funnel metrics around smart manufacturing interest in lead gen. Our pipeline is at an all-time high, but hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic and manufacturers have very you know capital-intensive balance sheets. So there's a ton of interest. We think this is going to be incredible for us and for our market. But obviously, you know, our, our customers and our prospects need to get on on sound footing in order to get there. Now, I want to tell you one final story. One of the powers of being a SaaS solution is obviously the the ability to do aggregated anonymous data uh, uh, analytics. And, and I mentioned some of the performance metrics that are an attribute of that. Another one is that we can monitor the global production output from the 1,300 manufacturing plants that our 700 customers run in 29 countries around the world. And I'm excited to tell your listeners that while there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and, and, and a lot of sadness through this pandemic, manufacturing has moved from, call it 100% output back in February, to a low of between 30 and 50%, depending upon vertical. And as we stand here today, we're back to 99% pre-COVID production output from the 1,300 manufacturing plants in 29 countries that run our product. So we're encouraged not only to be able to share that data because of the power of our SaaS platform, but, but also because it's good news. That is great news. It's always interesting to get insights like that from the front lines. You know, what one thing that's, I think, interesting to your background as well is that you've now, it seems like, become accustomed to working with companies that are backed by uh, private equity. And I can imagine that, you know, impacts kind of the drive kind of to, to scale, you know, are, are there kind of certain aspects that you find that you've been able to kind of really focus on and improve given the dynamic of having key stakeholders from the private equity community? Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed working with private equity. You know, I mentioned in, in my last venture, it was Bank Capital and Golden Gate. In this venture, it's Francisco Partners and Excel. And, you know, having great owners provides a lot of benefits and being private provides a lot of benefits, but I'll, I'll give you two clear ones. You know, the, the, the notion that being private gives you a longer term horizon and allows you to be 
unrestricted by the 90-day treadmill of a public company, in my experience with grain owners, has been completely true. We take a long-term outlook. We think about three- and five-year plans. We think about years, not quarters. And that allows us to be very continuous with our strategic investments and, and not kind of take that two steps forward, one step back when you have a, a hiccup like you do in a, in a public company. That, Of course, that's not to say that private equity investors aren't incredibly focused on results. They are, but they take the long view and that allows you to accomplish much more strategic outcomes. And then the second is, you know, public companies are, are boards are fantastic and they have a fiduciary responsibility and they do it very well in, in, in most cases. But there's nothing like having people, you know, exactly in the boat with you as as co-investors in a business that, you know, really care about the outcomes deeply and just as much as you do. And that's what they do for a living. And And smart people that sit on your board as co-owners and, and can rely on the wealth of experience they have in their entire portfolio. You know, in my case, m- many of the investors that I've had the pleasure of working with have, have a portfolio of software investments. So they come to the table with just relevant experience that makes them even more valuable to the equation. You know, as we come up on time here, maybe, you know, one last question. Is there someone that uh, you've either worked with previously or or, or currently or someone you've you've known or studied that you uh, admire from the way that they've conducted themselves in a leadership capacity? You know, I've had the pleasure of having a, a, a bunch of really great mentors from the very beginning of my career when I started out in sales through my time at, at PTC, where I just learned a tremendous amount from the, the CEO of PTC, Jim Heppelman. So I'd highlight Jim, you know, his, his, his willingness to think big, drive change, uh, and manage an organization through that effectively were just outstanding. And and I'd add Peter Leave into that. You know, I was the president at BMC and Peter was the CEO. And I learned a tremendous amount through his ability, again, to, to drive change, bring organizations together and, and ultimately create successful exits for, for investors and employees and customers. And, and you know, there's two guys I learned a lot from. Bill, thanks so much for taking the time. You've been uh, very generous spending it with us. And I know our audience will get a lot out of this interview. Likewise, RJ. Thank you.